Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. It is wonderful to have you. And talking to you right now is the one and only Ben Lomas. And sitting opposite oh. me is the wonderful, uh, delightful Dilruk Jai Singer. Hello, Ben Lomas. You've really switched it up, the intro. Is that uh, intentional? You just started and you went, oh, this is not how I normally start. Well, no, I just felt like being warm and fuzzy like they do on 774. <laughs> And you've been doing a lot of that, and so yeah. is our guest coming up. Is this, so that's what you think uh, 774 sounds like? Mate, I listen to a lot of 774. I was brought up with Why didn't you text in and call when I was asking listeners uh, to call in and text in about like laundry oh, and how often, they clean, how often they clean themselves? <laughs> Let, hey, uh, we got a guest in here, Ben. Uh, we uh, It's a very funny stand-up friend of ours. Uh, you People would have seen him on the game day, FL game day, uh, doing sketches, but also would know him from being the Bulldogs banner man. Uh, please welcome Danny McGinley. Hello, boys. Oh, see, look at Ben. He's got the inbuilt warm-up guy. He does the clapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I everyone. was clapping, I was clapping uh, with my uh, man boobs. Just <laughs> jingling up. Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Matt. You've uh, got the Footscred uh, uh, Bulldogs um, t-shirt on, yeah, really representing. You and Ben both have uh, golf hats on. What, what hats are these called? Uh, I call it my old man hat. Yeah, my... They are old man hats. Right, like, okay. Because how long have you had yours? Oh, years. Like about, I uh, think, six or seven years. Years now. Oh, I've had mine for ten. So there we go. I'm winning. But <laughs> you just notice once you get to a certain age, like uh, what look works for you. Oh, and yeah. genetically, my people look best when we're dressed as IRA gun runners. <laughs> right. So I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'd embrace that. Well, I, I remember I was at uh, Dalesville like years ago, and this was it was the best sales pitch I've ever had. It was like it was like one of those you know it's old man hat. And this old guy was selling them at the market, and he just like we walk past, Mike and I walk past, and he just goes. Sir, you got a massive cranium. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well. And I didn't know how to take it. And then, you know, I bought two hats. This is great. This is a nice uh, ever chance for Ben to do some accents that aren't racist. Yeah, we're actually quite happy with that one. What, 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 what yeah, was it's actually that real good. You should add that to the repertoire. Yeah, uh, that was my Scottish accent. Oh, God. Oh, I, I thought it was Egyptian. Um, <laughs> Danny, uh, we need to talk about health and fitness stuff. And yes. one of the things that have been popping into mind for me is that early on in my career when I was working with you at the Athenaeum, uh, you were hosting. And just before you went on stage, you got down and started doing push-ups. Oh, yeah, that's started true. doing like 20 push-ups. I'm like, what are you doing? You're about to go on stage. Like, because I'm someone who sweats just by walking up the stairs back then, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden you're doing like push-ups before jumping on stage. Is that a ritual? Yes, that is something I do. The theory behind it is uh, you want the blood already pumping through you. So, you know, when you... Yeah, you just want the guns on show. Oh, these guns... I'm not... I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not hugely shredded. No, it's nothing to do with that. It's actually, you know when they, they say uh, go on stage, don't begin, it's like a continuation. You, no, like, like, no, uh, no, tell me. Well, that's a, that's a, a theory with uh, performance. Uh, I think uh, like even Joan Rivers' autobiography is called Enter Talking. So right. it's not like you get on stage and you start. It's actually you just continue the sentence right. that you're saying. And uh, so, you're, so you're being real well, as you get I'd, on stage. I'd agree with that because uh, Danny and I do uh, both do a lot of warm-up uh, for television studios. I do notice that uh, once I've done a bit of warm-up and then I do a gig, I'm heaps better. Yeah. Like I'm already walking, like I'm already talking. So when I go in, I just continue. Right. And so, yeah, I can see that. So so what's the theory behind the, the push-ups then? Push-ups push then just gets the heart rate going and uh, and blood pumping around you. So you're already like sort of in performance mode. Right. And you're always, it's sort of like, yeah, just stretching before. How many push-ups warm-up. is that? <laughs> okay. Now, th- now we're getting into my uh, superstitious ritual. Yes. What I do is uh, if I'm alone... I just think it's never more than 30 because I don't want to exhaust myself. Yeah. Uh, I would just pick a random number in my head. But if I'm with someone. Like another uh, act, you mean? Another act, okay. I say pick a number between 1 and 30. Oh. And I don't tell them why, but then I just do whatever they So what, even if they so say one? <laughs> they say one, I do one. Oh, uh, that's so And so this is almost every gig? Uh, or yeah. anytime you're hosting? Any, no, pretty much most gigs. Most yeah. gigs. So well, even, depending on how much room you've got backstage. I don't yes. do it at European Beer Cafe or Spleen. So even at the Frankston Dolphins Football Club? Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if they've given me a green room, I'll do it. So yeah. corporates? Uh, if they, if I've got my own room. I don't yeah. do it in front of people. I have had other I've had quite angry responses from uh, Queensland comedians going, what are you doing, you wanker? Like, yeah, that right. sounds about right. Yeah. Why, why are they angry? Because oh, they live in Queensland. <laughs> They're getting into their character. I'm getting into mine. <laughs> so, so generally speaking, uh, you try and keep yourself fit and trim? 
Generally, yeah. Most, not for physical reasons so much as mental. Depression runs in my family and oh. I am absolutely petrified of that and they say that uh, being physically fit staves off depression. Yeah, because, oh, let's go there. Yeah, because that's interesting you say that because I've also never known you ever to blow out. I feel like you've been the same size in the last 10 years that I've known you. Like, have you ever blown out? No, I've never. I've Genetically, I'm quite thin. Uh, my, right. my, my uncle is an absolute pencil. My dad was a pencil up until he hit about Then he got his 45. pen licence. Then he got his pen licence <laughs> and became an inkwell. <laughs> <laughs> so dad, mum and dad got quite large for a while. Uh, they've both thinned out due to ageing a bit and dad's finally acknowledged that he should do some exercises. Oh, okay. Mum goes okay. to the gym and, yeah, but they, they both gave up uh, drinking uh, when I was about 10 or 11 and that uh, and and so you know when you give up one thing you sort of oh, so they, yeah. the, the diet was not great in my do house. I oh, know yeah, you guys know absolutely <laughs> well aware it's um, the basis yeah, of well, the whole show yeah yeah quit drinking and replaced it with ice cream initially because it's almost that beer uh, that I would drink so much I didn't realize I had so much carbs that meant that my body was craving sugar yeah. way more than I realized well someone asked me the same question what did you replace it with and not many people know this but I replaced it with ham and salami so okay. I, I would just go to the deli at the supermarket, any deli, and then just order a bag of salami and a bag of ham. And I wouldn't even just put it on bread. I would just eat it like it's peanuts. I just would just eat yeah. ham out of a bag. No, that's when you quit drinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I because I feel like I can just do that anyway because, you know, like ham and salami is just like not that damaging. Oh, because no diet. carbs? No carbs, as long as there's no yeah, carbs. But there's the sugar in ice cream that fucks me up. Um, so you, so growing up, were you uh, someone who played a lot of footy and things like that? or Not as much as I wanted to. I've got, uh, I've been asthmatic my whole life, quite ah. severely. So uh, no, what, what sports did I you I did do? play sport, yeah, but, but just not, not, yeah, couldn't, like there were some weeks I couldn't play just yeah. due to, to even in the warm-up suddenly having an attack and uh, having oh, a, really? and, you know, mum going, nah, you're, you're And you've still got it now? It. Oh yeah, there's no cure. There's yeah, because I've got like, sl- sl- asthma puff or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. got them. I got them. I carry them on me at all times. Right. I have the. Uh, I've got the. Uh, oh my god! Vent- yes, he's got two here. I got two because you got to. Pre- you're gonna need to prevent. He's double dropping. Oh, oh, Ben's got. He got, ben Ben's got two different designs. Right. And now you're gonna see the competitiveness of the asthma <laughs> world. What what do you, what do you got there? Is your little preventer uh, there, buddy? I, I've got uh, Symboric Court, which is. Uh, I can't pronounce half those words. No, I know. <laughs> That's okay. Is it Ludicasone? Uh, no, Let me try. Uh, yeah, there we Let go. Let me try pronouncing which one. I'm going to Turbo Halo. <laughs> oh, Turbo Halo, you fucking amateur. <laughs> go run this a is marathon. In Dutch. This is. Oi, this is not even Australian. I'm no, going to report sure, you. Hang on, really? It's not yeah. even using good Aussie asthma yeah. medication. Yeah. Come no, on, no. mate. Dude, that's a bong. No, I mean, this, is, this, this is the preventative, and then this is the steroid. Yeah. So the blue oh, one's no, the no. steroid. No, no, the, the preventative is supposed to be the steroid. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure this is a steroid. No, the blue one just clears everything. Hey, everyone at home. So, oh, why did you waste it? Why are you wasting it? You are such an amateur. That Sorry, is fucking gold in I, there. I do have mild asthma, but uh, I've started doing it again because in the, in the news, I thought about you, is, you know, when they had like this weird storm thing where... Yeah. Thunderstorms. Yeah, thunderstorms, and it picks up all the dust, and yep. it's like the weather and the way it's formatted, it's just it's a perfect storm for people who have asthma to have fallen asthma attacks. And last time it happened, like eight people died. Yes. so it's One a- was my parents' next-door neighbour. What? Yeah. He, and, or, do you know who I'm actually safer from that because my asthma's quite bad. I have my puffers with me at all times. The people ah, who are under threat are people ah, like you who, uh, who think I don't have it. I do have asthma, but I'm right, okay. Yeah. Right. Don't have your puffer on you. Oh, I always have it on me. Always no, on smart. me. But I always think it's a bit of a, like, especially with the blue one, I think it's sometimes, uh, what's that thing? Uh, a safety net? Yeah, Security safety blanket net. sort of thing? No, yeah, a little bit like that, but it's sort of like a placebo. Like, I sometimes don't know yeah. how much it actually works, but the fact that I go through the action, I'm okay. It calms me down. So it's the action of it through just going, oh, here we go. Okay, I've calmed down. Yeah. I remember when I was like eight or nine, my brother had to get one and there was a little part of me that was kind of jealous because it just looks a little, like it's just a little device, it, like a little thing. It is that, nifty you know, and futuristic. And the same looking. color, the same blue one is what my brother had as well and it just was like, can I have a crack at that? <laughs> I'm surprised that I'm sure you have it. I'm surprised they don't come in bulldog's colors. <laughs> like you don't oh, have a brand. yeah. Like, AFL should license. Yeah, like more than AFL, surely the nerd culture. There's going to be heaps of yeah. asthma buffers that are I just at the designed. footy screaming out, you bloody dog cunt. 
Um, Even then, Ben, just uh, showing your technique there shows me how mild your asthma is. My God, I can't believe how competitive you are. man. (laughs) This is, uh, you you know, uh, Waleed Ali's quite asthmatic as well. Yeah, yeah. And very competitive. Me and him have have gone fully into, all right, show me how you breathe, how how you do your puffer, how you do that. (laughs) No, you're nothing, mate. Because people who just do like the double pump and one breath, that's like just showing that it's it's got to be an event. It's got to like, if you want to really, okay, let me show you how to do it. People Uh, turn on your webcam. Here we go. Yeah, but right, it's got to so be a. You breathe it. <laughs> oh wow! You go harder than you hold it in. Then inhale. He's, in, he's inhaling it, and I'll then it. hold it. He's holding it in his lungs. It's yeah. all about yeah. posture. posture all it's weird. Listeners can't see this, but now he's packing a bong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's there. Yes. He's gone. Yes. This, oh, the because asthma puffer clearly doesn't work. You're supposed to then take a sip of water afterwards. Isn't that the... Oh, with the preventer, yeah, to clean out your mouth. That, that's something to do with it damages your teeth, I think. Yeah, something. Um, my teeth are fucked anyway. So. I can't believe how weak you dogs are. Oh, look at that. Mm, you, oxygen you, right into my lungs. But, unfiltered. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> do your kids have it? Like, no. is it? Yeah, okay, so they don't have God. it. Because that's the one thing I really worry about as well is that you know they, I developed it heaps later in life because you've had it your whole life. Oh yes. Yeah, oh I was, shit! You can uh, get this later in life. I better yeah. not be too smug. <laughs> yeah, when, did, yeah. when were you diagnosed? Uh, about eighteen. Oh really? Yeah. So okay. it was about eighteen, and then they realised it's mild case. Like, but then again, like if, if the weather changes it up, and I feel like if it's quite humid, then I feel like I have to do yeah. it. Right. So, so I'll, having this, this was for you childhood. Well, yeah. Well, because I, I do have young kids, and I remember I, I was diagnosed at about four. Oh wow! But I spoke to mum. How uh, do you get an inhale into a child at four? Like that? Oh, you do oh. Um, syrup. It's like ah, do, do, do they do that anymore? I don't, think I don't know do if that. they do, but in the eighties, I used to have a drink for oh, okay. it, and then you get whiskey. The, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, Scottish yeah. heritage comes yeah. through. Top Just breathe, you wee fucker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a proper accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with the kids now, like I've seen at daycare where they have like this sort of like a um, spacer, like a spacer, it's and like a clear football. Yeah, so they can oh. see it. And then sometimes you can get decorated ones because some kids hate doing it, but they're like, oh, look at you. You've got a frozen inhaler or oh, space. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, so they've learned to, that yeah. kids like licensed yeah. merch. So you just like, and then and then you have to breathe it. But I just the idea of having like, like the idea of your kids having asthma attack, because if it does come on, it's just dire. And then you've got to react and you've got to have the right stuff and fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Asthma. Fuck that, that shit. shit. Four years old, you get it. How does so now? Forty knows I was diagnosed. So diagnosed. Yeah, I did say to mum, I'm worried about my kids having it. Yeah. And uh, and then I said, so what was the first symptom? She goes, oh, we knew, we knew from when you were a baby. You just couldn't breathe. Okay, so, so. then so that impeded your chances of being like great at sports, put it that way. But yeah. you still got involved, though. I still get involved. Yeah. Yeah. So I love what was it like there are a lot of athletes yeah. who have asthma and yeah, uh, right, right, able right. To get past who, it. Who's got it? Djokovic? Tony Shaw was Tony Shaw, <laughs> Tony Shaw former Collingwood captain. Mm, yeah. And I only know that because I remember mum brought home a video, a VHS cassette from the doctors, which was hosted by Agro about <laughs> educational, about people who have asthma and how you can, and right. all of that. And I remember Tony Agro. Shaw was on there. Man. Oh, that's so good. And so now in terms of uh, trying to stay fit rather than yes. say thin, let's talk about bit fitness itself, like doing push-ups and stuff. How does that impede? What do you do now? Uh, my current fitness routine is I do three. I go to the gym twice a week and I do a, a running session once a week. What's a running so, session? So, uh, for me, it is uh, I go to my oval, I do intervals. So 40 seconds hard, 20 seconds soft. Directions. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's tantric wanking in the middle of a footy over. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. And all the yes. other local parents going, "Oh, it's Danny doing his session." Yeah. <laughs> I'm the ambassador of Run Melbourne. He's come Melbourne, and Danny, can you not masturbate in the park? It's for my asthma. Just <laughs> <laughs> putting the asthma thing on your dick. So you're. <laughs> And then you to breathe it in, you hold it, <laughs> just let it go, and then you compare it with Walid. Show me your husband. <laughs> oh, yours is cut at the top. Oh, you yeah. use the middle finger. I use all four. <laughs> and I got this uh, purple preventative just for unwanted bonus. <laughs> um, so no, you uh, so you you sprint for forty, sprint and for then 40 walk, and then, or then uh, like just trot. 
trot. Yeah, yeah. Trot yeah, yeah. for 20 And how long do you do that for? 40, 20, 40, 20? Uh, do five in a row and then a three-minute break. Now, this, oh. this sounds quite technical, and I'm not this much athletic. The reason I – this is only about – I've been doing this for about two years. Oh, okay, so for a while now. For a while. I Why got, do you do what it? What I used to do is uh, just go to the gym and do two weight sessions a week yes. because running was so, so hard for me. So do you mix up the weight – we'll get to running in a sec, but yeah. do you mix up the weight training? Do you have a specific thing that you go, okay, today's chest day, tomorrow – No, I do it all in one day. I just do a basic all over What is your all over basic? Well, I do Bench press? I focus on legs. Okay. Focus on legs legs at the start because I read in an article the way they determine whether you should be in an old folks' home or not. I'm thinking long term. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Is um, whether you can get out of a chair and whether you can climb stairs by yourself. This is this is huge, and it's been in the media recently because of Michael Mosley. There's this uh, this new documentary that's come out. He's the uh, five two guy. Yeah, the five two guy. Okay. And that the whole thing is they base fitness on one of those ones is where you have to uh, sit in a chair, stand up, sit down again, and see how many times you can do it in 15 seconds. Oh wow! So so what do you mean the way they determine? So when you're, if, when you're old, yeah, and they so you one of the factors of you know they if you're thinking of putting your mum or dad in a home, mm. they you know they go is it the right time? It'll be do they need help getting in and out of a chair? Yeah, and they climb stairs. Yeah. Oh, so you're f- worried that your kids are going to prematurely put you into a yeah. aged care home? Well, so you're like, I've, look, well, kids, I can still do squats. Well, and the way to yeah, I'm just working those muscles so I still can. Yeah, because right. and I did the test. <laughs> we did the test of going up in the chair and coming back down again, and they had a certain quota of what it should be at your certain age and oh, my really? smashed it and um what's yours i, ca- I came in under wow yeah. so like, your kids I, are like five and two and they're putting you in a home yeah, yeah. Wow. I, was, I was just really worried about that i was like oh yeah because you know like it's all about getting up if you can get up you can do anything if you can't get up it's going to be more effort for the family so it's like it's the big one because if you can't do it you're in a nursing home so anyway people down the morning peninsula i look forward to seeing you soon <laughs> <laughs> a new housemate yeah. can hang out with, yeah. yeah just riffing every time that's an audience <laughs> <laughs> hang out with Glenn Robbins yeah. mum yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, you you so you heard about that and decided legs is something that you never want to neglect that's right, right. Yeah. so I so do what squats, squats every time right. squats every time and uh, and at least uh, two or three other leg things and yeah, then I'll right. do and I do back because yep. it's you know that's the other thing that'll kill you and yep. I don't really do when I first started doing weights when I was in my 20s I was doing the class thing of uh, way too many like bicep curls and of chest course. presses because yeah and you just focus on the front yeah and things. then and you just ignore the back, back and, legs, and yeah. especially and once you have kids once oh, you have yeah, kids then, then it's just like back and shoulders and everything that's that's your bread and butter if yeah. you don't have them working you are fucked yeah like you see so many mates especially like i'm looking at a new car and the whole thing is i want to get an suv purely because i can't bear putting my kids like just forcing them into a car seat because it's like picking up 20 kilos and then holding it out in front of you and then doing a squat. It's the worst fucking thing in the world. Or it's or it's good exercise for you. Yeah, not when it hurts. <laughs> like it's just like, because I'm supposed to get, we've talked about this on the pod, I'm supposed to get a shoulder reconstruction and I'm supposed really? to get it 16 years ago, right, after, like this is so long. And then I was- Is all, this all from an I, injury or just- Yeah, uh, so when I was uh, 16, I dropped into the big bowl at Fitzroy Park at six o'clock in the morning because I didn't mm, want all the other- Big bowl skated. of Coco Pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I dislocated my shoulder. And since then, it dislocates like a couple of times a year. It's the most oh. horrific pain. You're like uh, Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's exactly Let's put him it. in a straitjacket and see how quickly it yeah. get out of there. Yeah. Daddy Glover. <laughs> he is too old for this shit. <laughs> You're oh, just great. Angry, really. This is fucked. I, I want diplomatic immunity. <laughs> right. This means I'm Joe Pesci. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was like, I was about to get it done. I was ready to go to the public system, and then my fell pregnant. And the surgeon's like, "There's absolutely no point." I've had so many people who've then had it and then had a child. If your child can't climb into the car seat, it's no point because if you do it, it just gets undone, and you'll have to have surgery again. So then, once Minky could climb into the chair, I went back to the surgeon, going, "Here we go." And then, like a couple weeks later. Yeah. Mice pregnant. So I was just like, fuck. So, yeah, I want to get it you done. You should have reconstruction on your nutsack. That's the way to try <laughs> yeah. and make sure you don't get people pregnant. Well, yeah, that's that's been discussed in my house. Uh, yeah. Are you, uh, have you had the snip? Should we no, do a little no, side? but there's, uh, there's, 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 there's internal pressure to get it done. Uh, as in from you or both? From the wife. Yeah, like, yeah, like, right, yeah right. she doesn't want to Would be you want a third? Anymore. Do you want a third? No, no, we don't want to be outnumbered. 
Yeah, also, yeah. this is a fun fact that the listeners might not know. Uh, our Benny and my firstborns yep. are born a day apart. Day apart. Right. And our secondborn is like a couple week, months? A week apart. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a week. Mine's October 3. I, uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, today is September 21. There we go. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, isn't, we are isn't, parenting. Uh, Dave Thor- yeah. Isn't Dave Thornton's uh, oldest similar to your uh, kids as yeah, well? So, yeah, so uh, Dave Thornton's oldest was born on the same day as Taya. Right. So, there we go. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's wow. crazy. And it was quite remarkable that particular, I think it was Nick Cody's wedding when you both brought, brought, brought the infants and uh, Taya looked like he could eat. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, my, my tiny, tiny yeah, child. Yeah, he was, and I remember that so vividly because uh, at his wedding, uh, it was kind of like not our first one, but like it was like so. Minka was at the house. Um, Do we have Minka with us? I can't remember. Anyway, Taya just like just before they were about to walk in after after the ceremony and everyone's there and celebrating, Taya just fucking does the biggest shit mm. I've ever. And so Maya was cleaning it like on the ground exactly where. <laughs> Cody and Luchra walked through. And she said it was just the most stressful thing. She's like, she sees the bride on one side and the, and she's just cleaning up, Tao screaming, and she said it was just the quickest change. And then she just ran into the bush. <laughs> God. That is good in honour of Nick Cody, you know, yeah. running into the bushes and taking a shit. That's very much. <laughs> Shout out to Cody, who I know oh, loves listening to this oh. podcast. Hey, mate. Uh, Hey, so wait, we, we've jumped around a bit. So uh, exercise, that's what you do. Just generally kind of make sure the legs are, and back are strong. And yes. then therefore just, just to, you do like a all-round workout. All-round workout on, on Then one you get day to the week. running. And what made you decide to do this interval thing? Uh, well, so when I so I, I got, I didn't do any running just because of the asthma and I, I hated it. It was so yeah, painful yeah. and everything. But then I got a small role in Damien Callanan's movie, The Merger, ah. where I had to play the uh, footy player. I was the captain of their arch rivals, the Hudson Flat Cougars. We were in that grand final, by the way. <laughs> uh, so and starring uh, people like Nick Cody. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was the captain of the Roosters. Yes, yes, so, yes. And Ben Knight was in there as well. Ben Knight, Aaron Gox, Gox uh, Damien Callan himself. Yeah, was he in it? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, got that role. Was very excited, um, and I was working at Game Day at the time, a, an AFL show for those who don't know, and uh, I. The lady who does the injury report, Kathleen Pettifor, her that husband... That is an unfortunate last name. Pettifor. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, <laughs> I never God, yeah, I didn't even think about that either. Pettifor. I'll bring it up with her. <laughs> Mrs. Pettifor. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Pettifor, your children are ready to be collected. I think it'd be worse for a bloke. If it was, if it was Jeff Pettifor, then that's... If it, Rolf Pettifor's not... <laughs> That is so unfortunate. <laughs> oh, Some, every situation. So, it almost sounds a... like pitiful. Yeah, pitiful. Pitiful. Or... That's what I was thinking. I don't know what you guys were doing. I was thinking <laughs> HMS Pinafore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was waiting to see which reference is going to be the oldest. You went with you went with uh, the weapon, Sullivan. and I thought, okay, that's not too bad. And then I killed Pitiful. So pitiful. So pitiful's husband. <laughs> Whose name is not Pettifor, it's uh, Alex Yankin. He's fuck a kid. It, uh, it, <laughs> Alex fuck no, no, it's, it's uh, number 125 cell block. <laughs> so I'm so sorry to her, this lovely lady. Yeah, She's no. lovely and, and, and her husband's lovely. They run, uh, he is the sports science guy at the Demons. Ah. At the, the Melbourne Football Club uh, and they run their own Pedophile uh, business. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was just thinking in my head, I go, oh, I'll have to text Alex and Kathleen saying, I've given them a plug on this, but no, I won't be no. doing that now. <laughs> no, I probably okay. don't. So, so they run uh, the science department at the D's. Well, yeah, he, he, he is the sports science guy for the yep. D's, but they also have their own business, uh, Cuzzy Performance, C-U-Z-Z-I-E, and they got, I, I just said, I need to be a footy player. And he goes, well, I'll give you, I'll give you a program for ah. free just for plugs. So uh, here's their other one, Cuzzy yeah, Performance. Right, right, okay. And he, yeah, he, he gave me an, an, what an AFL preseason thing would be uh and i lived that for eight weeks and it was it was hell on toast it really was, awesome. and no, no toast no carbs <laughs> start let's start okay so eight week program eight week program including it was diet to be a- and exercise yes so well, this is what roughly the preseason for a footy player looks like yeah except i only did about a third of what they would do because they're getting to elite level i was just getting so a third in, in terms shape. of quite time or third in terms of intensity intensity okay all right. so okay, they would do third, right. what i would do probably three times three times day. as much okay yeah. okay let's go this is all awesome. uh okay so hang on if you'll just give me a sec i can actually still find it on my phone okay what i was doing uh so it was 
I had to constantly. So what what was it about the merger that you made? Like, did you feel like you you knew you had to be running around and stuff like that, or you wanted to look fit? I wanted to look fit, and right. I wanted to get into get, character. Get into character, and also just it's a good excuse to yeah, to get yeah, in totally. shape. That's surely one of the best things about being an actor is you know you got because if you say oh I'm on this fitness binge, well, Robert De Niro sure. in uh, Untouchables when he had to put on weight, yeah, or Christian uh, Bale who had to be Batman machinist, and then, and then yeah, or the other way around actually it was Machinist where he lost all the weight and then stacked it on for Batman. Was it wasn't Machinist in between the two Batmans? I thought he gained it. Uh, lost I think it, gained it. Uh, could be wrong, but yeah. I, I remember thinking how ridiculous yeah, it is that he <laughs> that he was able to like. Have you not seen Christian Bale in Machinist? No. <laughs> Either way, he's probably uh, created a lot of long term damage apparently because your heart yeah. physically uh, does not know how to deal with that kind of dramatic weight loss and then that kind of dramatic putting on as well and then loss again because he put too much weight for Batman Begins. So it was too bulky and they're like, man, this Batman's too huge. We need to try and trim you man, down. That was the so- same with Mahoney in Police Academy 1 and 5. <laughs> Assignment Miami Beach. One of the most underrated ones. Yes! yes I prefer Daddy. Mission to Moscow. <laughs> uh, number six. No, Citizens on Patrol. No, no, no. Mission to Moscow is number seven. Number which, six is City Under Siege. Which, uh, oh, wow. yes, exactly. Which, uh, that's the one where there's a masked... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the weakest one. Which one has the uh, bit with the uh, officer, the female officer in the uh, pool? Citizen with, on Patrol, number four. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so good. And no bra- <laughs> so good. And, and which one has um, Zed in it? Which one's the one? Um, Two and three. Zed, that's Pulp Fiction. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait. Yeah, yeah. Bob, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fuck, what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> we talking do about a whole podcast on Police Academy. <laughs> I love um, it. You, uh, so, so yeah, you got, yeah, so so it's a good excuse to kind of try and uh, find ways to lose weight. Just something going on. You have a target. Well, yeah. I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to be on a film. And, so yes, and you're out of the house. <laughs> and you're out of the house. But you say, if you say to, I reckon if you say to people, I'm doing a health kick, some people can roll their eyes and go, yeah, sure you are, because you're just going to talk about it and everything. And <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Sorry, <laughs> we've built a career. Absolutely, yeah. This health kick's kind of lasted a bit longer than well, I thought. And, but good on you because so yeah. many people talk about it and then don't yeah, do it right. and everything. And do you always have a bit of a resentful thing? Like I remember once uh, doing a, a daytime corporate with Dave Thornton who's a very healthy guy and we said, oh, let's let's get breakfast beforehand and we'll and we'll talk about the gig and then we'll go do it. And we went in and uh, and I'm like, cafe breakfast, hell yeah, bacon sandwich time, yeah. yeah. And he got like fruit and yogurt. And I remember just, you have that resentful, oh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Person. I went for lunch with Thornton yesterday but... And co- coincidentally, we both ordered the kale salad with <laughs> <laughs> uh, pork he's chicken. A, he's always been like that, though, yeah. hasn't he? He has, yeah. 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 But, but I prefer to eat healthier at home. Like I'll cook healthy stuff for myself and prepare mm. stuff. Going out is a treat. That's where right. I yeah. get the, the bacon and the chips and everything. Yeah, so eight-week program. Eight-week program. So uh, first week uh, doing warm-up drills. So, you know, just kick, kick, <laughs> just kick, like, kick like, Work up your hands together. <laughs> yeah. Who wants a lolly? Uh, who's been to television before? <laughs> <laughs> then uh, just literally, uh, you're supposed to do it with another person. So like kicking the footy, and then you sprint as soon as you've kicked it, and then they k- mark it, and they kick it. You take the mark. They're sprinting while the ball's in the air. Right. So pretty much with the ball's in the air, someone's sprinting. You do that for like. Uh, so you have to do that with someone else, though. You yeah, but I didn't. I was just kicking the ball in the air, sprinting uh, to wherever it was. Kind of <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> oh, it looked tragic. <laughs> it looked so bad. <laughs> the only thing worse than that is when you see someone playing frisbee by themselves. <laughs> How do you play frisbee by yourself? Oh, I've done it. Yeah, for a tree. <laughs> you want to go up to him, put and your arm around, and go, "Dude, the dog's dead." Yes. I just, I just love the picture of you trying to like throw you throwing a frisbee to yourself, uh, McGinley kicking the footy to himself, and then pulling out the asthma puffer. <laughs> Mom, I'm ready for lunch. <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, sh- sh- set shots at goal, but then also so this doing is laps. All- like day one still. This is one first day of training. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Good. Yep. Yeah. Doing and do a couple of laps of the uh, of the ground. Oh, and you, you do this about two or three times, but thirty yeah. seconds rest in between. Right. So it's all interval, high like, intensity, and then uh, rest. High yeah. They called rest. it match conditioning because uh, right. with current AFL, there's so many rotations. You're only on the field for like eight minutes at a time, and and there's so many stoppages. So right. it's the ability to sprint very hard for forty seconds to a minute, and then so the stop. endurance is not so much like how long can you keep running for. It's like how can you burst of Energy yes. and then recover quickly. Yeah, yeah that's and that's right. why the games change so much. Like it's nothing compared to what it was like in the eighties, where you did have to have that level of endurance. And yeah. now it's just sprint, 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 go. You're off next. That's yeah. right, because it used to be up until the sixties or seventies, if you were taken off the field, you couldn't go back on. Yeah. So right. whereas now there's you know hundred rotations during a game. So you could do you and you have like how often do you have to do some sort of physical activity? Is it in, an everyday in this, thing? In, in this the program, program? Yeah. every day. 
Every day for every, eight weeks? Well, yeah, Seven every, days a week? I, I think you would take one day off. It's been a couple of years since you I did it. You save your relationship So you do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the keto did make me a uh, moody person. And Well, this is so you jumped into it. So what was the diet? It was a keto diet? I went full keto, yeah. Uh, oh. and, I, and, I, and I got keto flu. What's keto flu? Keto flu is where your body is like freaked out that there's no carbs and it gives you flu like and, and when you blow your nose, olive oil comes out. <laughs> 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 what? Uh, so wait. What? So keto flu is like you feel like you have the flu, but it's yeah. not the flu. No, it's, it only lasted for a couple of days because I thought, oh great, I'm getting sick just as I start this thing. And then, right. I'm Turns just the more we talk about it, keto, the more I don't like it. So did you do it properly? <laughs> yes. The only thing I didn't, I didn't stop. So was what? Beer. Right. I still so drank you, beers every now and then. Oh fuck yeah, we need to get to alcohol. But uh, tell me, so roughly off the top of your head, what was it? Because I tried keto and I fucked it up without doing the research. <laughs> but because because I didn't have enough fats, I didn't have like nuts and avocado oh, and, right. and things like that in my diet. So I was just basically eating like lean protein, thinking that's my fats oh, right. yep. and uh, and and veggies, and then went for a fifteen k run and then Ooh. spewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That'll so, kill you. Tell, so what did you make sure you had the conscious effort of putting fats in? And yeah, like that? Of, uh, he told the, the, the cousin performers told me eat a lot of bacon, eat nuts, eat baked beans, right. eat a lot of these things. And they were even like, you know, okay, we tell other we tell other athletes to to not go full keto. You probably shouldn't, but hey, you seem like I was like, no, nah, let's give it a go. This is a good. So excuse why to did try. they say they don't give full keto to the other athletes? Because they're because they're AFL level. And right, they need, right, they right. They need some carbs in there. We've, I think we even basically had, uh, was it, uh, I think, Harley Breen. So we're, we're recording, for the listeners, we're recording a whole bunch of episodes while I go away uh, to Edinburgh. And so we had Harley Breen, whether you've already come out or not, but he even he did keto at one point as oh, well. Oh, did he? So it feels like it's surprising how many of our mates have done keto. <laughs> yeah. See, I would never yeah, do lot. it without the movie, though. Which movie? Ah, the murder, okay, the the murder. Murder. I thought there's a movie called Keto. <laughs> there's a movie no, called Police Keto. Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you, did you get easier after a while? No, no, it was always annoying, and uh, definitely the flu symptoms disappeared, and I sort of got used to it. But Ooh. my wife always refer- was never referred to as keto diet in here. It was all, it, at our house. She always called it your eating disorder. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but how's this though? Does the beer undo the keto ketosis? process oh probably but so then it doesn't make sense though does well, it isn't yeah, it like isn't keto like you're spot on deal i feel I, I agree like it doesn't have to take it all away yeah not all away well i don't know i looked all right i looked i was looking good no but i so. yeah sure I'm, I'm not taking that away from you but i mean more like and i didn't just drink like, every day no but my understanding problem, right? of That's keto <laughs> my understanding <laughs> of keto which is when as we've discussed in the past not completely accurate is that uh it's a case of Basically, putting your body into a particular state of ketosis where yeah. it's using stored fats as energy to yeah. try and burn off. But if you introduce something that isn't part of the diet, it automatically slows down that process of your body getting into that uh, zone of ketosis. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So it probably did slow it down, but I wasn't yeah. looking to be total. Like, if yeah. I was looking to needing to lose weight, I probably wouldn't. I right, definitely, right, I definitely right, wouldn't have had right, beer. Right. But because this was more just uh, get in shape, get. Yeah, uh, yeah but, if you, but say in the film, if you had to take your top off, then yeah. you probably would have gone full keto. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I was looking. I was pretty impressed. I was pretty happy with. You happy with how you're looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've generally, like Ben said, you've never really fluctuated yeah. so much. You've managed no. to keep things in together. And you were saying it's because you feel like you were worried about mental health yes. effects of things, yep. and that's why you prioritize fit- physical exercise. Which yeah, that's great. right. That's this is amazing. That's exactly and so you've managed to keep that to like uh, the the interval running since the merger as well. You've been doing it for about two years. Yeah, about two years. Even though yeah. I, I hate it, but I never thought I'd be able to run this much. I definitely could. I'm never going to do a marathon or anything like that. Just why do you? Why do you keep doing it then? To mental, stave off mental, mental health. health. Now, like that—that that is a shadow that is overhanging me. That's never going to go that's away. What, that's what I want to. Uh, because you keep doing it. Uh, have you have you ever stopped and then realised it's coming? Like, have you gone through that depression process? Yeah, I I remember when I moved house uh, a few. Oh no, when I when I moved to, I, I did the two years in London that all Australians do, and it was just prohibitively expensive to do, join a gym and I remember like trying to do runs and stuff at the local park and it was just too cold and everything so I didn't do any exercise for that sort of two years and you're eating you know yeah, British yeah, food so worse. yeah and I Did remember you put on weight then I reckon I must have yeah I didn't yeah, right. have access to scales but I would have yeah definitely looked a bit floppier than right. uh, than I would have and yeah I did feel that yeah a bit depressed and everything and even if if I don't 
go to the gym or do my exercise, I get a guilt trip and everything. Okay. And I have this horrible thought, and this is genuinely, genuinely horrible, but it's my motivation and, and I, I apologise if this offends anyone and this is going to go dark. But you know on Auschwitz there's that, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, keep going. You know there's that phrase about on the gate that yeah. said work brings freedom. Works, work, work, work brings, brings freedom, freedom, which was the Nazis lying to the Jews saying that if you work hard enough, we'll let you go from this camp. But, okay. Which yeah. was right it's on the opening gates when you walk in. Yeah. Right, okay. But that is a, a thing in my head. I go, go to the gym and you will be free of these depressive thoughts. Right, okay. And that is actually true. Going right. to the gym brings you brings me freedom wow. from my own. That's, you that's interesting. Messed up, isn't it? It's, it's so dark, and I'm sorry but, if that offends yeah, anyone. No, no, no. But it's but it's interesting because yeah, I mean that that's the driver for you. But then it's funny because you've switched it to make you go uh, to do your exercise when really it was a lie for everyone who walked into those camps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's just a horrible thought, but I remember just seeing work brings me. I go, yeah, that does bring me freedom from that. Yeah. Well, I, it, I mean, whatever keeps you motivated, I suppose. But at the same time, I do find it interesting with the mental health uh, chat. Uh, There's about a year or a bit ago, there was, uh, it was sort of not in a great place necessarily, but then you called me asking about therapy and I thought you wanted to find out about my therapist. You're like, no, 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 what did she tell you? I just want to know whether I can <laughs> I can use that. Yes. You were just piecemealing. I am such a tight ass. <laughs> I am such a tight ass and I was just, well, because, yeah, definitely everyone goes through tough patches and, mm. and I was thinking just because everyone was doing therapy and I thought, what? And actually I, at no point have I yet, thank God, had really dark times or anything mm. but at the same time you sort of you can think, see you can feel like a sort of a pull towards not it. not even that no? i i just wonder like if i went to a therapist would they you know tune something up and and i could be even better it's like well, uh, it's, it's true like i mean we talk about it a lot on this podcast yeah uh, because you know dill's been seeing someone i've been seeing someone on offer close to seven years and but I can't imagine not doing it now. So for me, it's just like it's like anything. It's like going uh, to the gym, but now I go to the gym once every three months. It's like a tune-up in terms of yeah. like a car, for yeah. example. You know, you have to take it for servicing once in a while. Absolutely. So, and my car, my car has never been tuned up, and I just wonder. And yeah. I think it's running fine. I think, yeah, I'm, and I think you're happy. Yeah, and I think it's also uh, something that my um, brother and I discussed a lot, which was about. Sometimes when things are going well, it's not a bad time to start seeing a therapist because oh, really? it's just like any other muscle in your brain going, oh, this is functioning well, but let's just try and prevent. It's almost like a preventative thing. Like yeah. I, I, I've said that, you know, it was it was it's good to we live in a country where we do have subsidized Medicare, um, you know, therapy that you can have a psychologist to have a look and. Just Still use expensive. it because it is, I understand, and I understand that. But also I think that if you are able to afford it, it's worth doing it because don't wait for it to become a problem yeah. till you fix it. You know, yeah. like you start to know that just like anything else in life, whether it's family, career, like, you know, um, health, there's always potential for darker times. So mm. why not put some things in place That's what to I was... navigate those darker times? And my tight arsery meant I didn't want to pay someone to do that. So I was just asking my friend Dil, go, so what did they tell you? And yeah, then yeah. seeing if I could use those <laughs> yeah. techniques I and try it. and do it myself. Yeah, and I was trying to tell you, okay, that one, one size doesn't fit all necessarily. Yeah. But we did try to talk through it. Oh, I asked and, other comedians as well. Yeah, I yeah, know Josh Earl. <laughs> oh, you guys are. Yeah. Hey, did we get like try and do the tight ass therapy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's really funny because, like, um, like I always think about it this way is like I, there was a period where I really needed it and I really needed it and I was seeing it once a week. It was through a very dark spell in my life and and I never thought I'd be able to get out of that. And with therapy, it helped. But now. You know when they tell you uh, eat before you get hungry? Like, because then you eat less. Like, when you get hungry, you start gorging. I kind of look at that as well. It's like sometimes before it gets darker, like like you said, if you're feeling well and you're going really well, you go, oh, well, I guess I don't need it. That's actually the time I book it in because then I'm like, uh, actually, I have a bit clearer thought. I can unpack things. And right. then when I go see him, I'm going to see him before it gets bad. Right, And right, I remember right, saying, right. I remember going in once going, I was actually, this was years ago, I just went in going, oh, I feel really disappointed. He's like, why? I was like, 
got nothing to complain about. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this is a good thing. This is a good yeah. thing. And then I realized, oh, yeah, okay. But again, I, I do st- stress that we are so lucky that one, we have, you know, you can, for people who don't know there, but you can get 10 visits um, and it's uh, rebated by uh, Medicare if you go on yeah. a mental health plan. And is that per go, year or is that that per is per year? Per calendar okay, cool. year, yeah. Um, so, if and, I, so if I went and did it and then like, and they said, no, no, you're fine. You're all, you're all yeah. good. So, and then I actually got depression. Yeah. But it'd be like, no, no, you used up your free one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the that. issue. It well, you to... can go in like December and do all ten in a row, oh, like, that's and a then good start idea. again in Jan. You know, yeah. like well, what's interesting is it used to be eighteen, and then the government oh, changed it, wow. and then it went down to ten. And some say it's actually, it's really, it's actually six, and then you can get extension for another four. Oh, that is true. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's really, really challenging. But again, for people who've never gone there, just go to your GP. It's very simple. It's a simple test, what? and then you can get it. In saying that, I just need to stress that as well. You know, once the rebate's done, it depends on the person you go see. So someone could charge two hundred. Twenty dollars, but you get like something like eighty dollars back. So it's yeah. still exactly yeah. And shop around. Don't feel bad to shop around. Ask a friend yeah. or something Look, like that. Just but hit also, me up on my website. I do it for. Uh, 80 <laughs> <laughs> what I realized though, I should start charging McGinley. Uh, but I realized <laughs> what I realized though is for me, it's like as initially when you think of that as an amount of spending. What, however often I was going initially, I was like, oh, that's uh, that's quite steep compared. But then I went, hang on, you stop drinking, you dumb. Yeah, fuck. that's how like, I. That's um, how I just. Yeah, the amount of money I spend on booze at any given session versus like and how many nights I was drinking I'm like oh, I'm probably saving heaps now yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and on the drinking note and, and I, I want to say this to Danny as well is you're one of the a few people who when you know you're about to have a beer you get really excited. I do, yes. <laughs> you make like, it an event. You have yeah. a lot of uh, big nights. Like as in you Whoa. go, okay, tonight, I'm, like especially I think when your wife was about to have your uh, first child, there was a night where you're like, okay, this is the last night I'm drinking. Oh, yeah, that was St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah the baby was like born that. in April and it was St. Patrick's Day because I didn't want to have any – I wanted. I went full sober in the – it was like six weeks before it was due and I did six weeks of not drinking right. because, uh, you know, it, it, it get any time she goes, I'm yeah. in labor, I've got to be able to drive her. Can't say, oh, sorry, babe, I've had a couple. Yeah. yeah. Let's get a cab. Get, 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 getting an Uber. Let's get a maxi. Yeah. <laughs> but, Let's get a maxi. But you're one of the like even then for, on the big nights. But even then, like if you're a gig and you're about to have your first beer, I don't know if you know this. If you do this thing, like it's sort of you get so excited, you just go. Oh, let's have a beer. <laughs> you like, let's have a beer. And that's the thing. Like, usually I'm okay with it because I've been off the booze for nearly two years. But when you do that, that's when I miss oh, it. Sorry about that. I, I know that general feeling of that first one, the crispy cold one, and it mm. sort of sets up because you don't know what the night's going to be. Is it going to be a big night? Yeah, Is it no, just going to be a couple of beers? We're going to hang out with We've talked mates. about the, the noise that it makes when you open a yeah, stubby. Just, just like, oh. <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good times ahead. That it kind of vibe. Well, because I'm quite militant. I don't drink before a gig. Yeah, mm-hmm. just because you're too busy doing push-ups. Too busy doing push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but that's it. Because I want the gig to be as good as possible. So I do push-ups. I don't do. Uh, I don't drink beer. I very rarely drink beer. Occasionally, I will have a beer before a mm. gig, but never if it's an important gig or a right, gig right, I'm right. being paid right. well for. I want to do just because I, I do a lot of crowd work as well, and I just want my brain. What's to, that like? Uh, <laughs> well, what's your favourite part, type of crowd work? <laughs> So you want it to be switched on. You want, want to be, be switched on, alert. firing on all cylinders. Because even I've had a beer and then I try crowd work. Even if I'm one percent off, I can feel that. And I right, I've shortchanged right, right. the crowd. Okay, cool, nice. Especially like, like when in- you start. So say you're hosting and you've got the, you know, you got a middle act, you got a couple of openers, yep. middle act, and then a headliner. Yep. At which point do you start drinking? Once the middle acts are on. Oh, really? Because yeah. for me, when I used to be a boozer, I'd uh, introduce the headliner, and that's the yep. moment yep. I decided to drink. And I remember something at the comics lounge. Let's say I've introduced the headliner. I'll go to the bar, get a shot of whiskey. And a VB. Oh wow! Knock back the shot, sip the VB, and by the time the headline is done, I've done that three times. So that's oh, about wow. six and a bit, or maybe seven standard drinks you and did the headline shots. Yeah, yeah. it's like a forty-minute set, right? <laughs> and then by the time I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for debuts. It's <laughs> <is> good, isn't <laughs> it? But, uh, good. But it's that thing, especially at the comics lounge as well. And shout out to those guys. We we worked there a lot. And yeah. uh, but I remember when I quit. I don't know if I told this story that I went. I was after a comedy festival. I was hosting for the run. I remember coming back in. I'd, I'd quit for like four months, as long as I'd ever been. And I walked in and Sebby works behind the bar, just goes, mm. uh, hey, uh, Pure Blonde? I was like, oh, no, no, no. He's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, vodka soda with fresh lime? I was like, no, no, no. He's like, oh, slushy with tequila? I was like, hang on, how many standard drinks do I have in How many place? usuals? Yeah, yeah. When you got yeah. three yeah. usuals, then yeah, <laughs> things are in trouble. And, and, and that's what it reminded me. It was like, I would do the same thing. I was like, I'd have some beers. And then, but when the headliner would come on, that is when I'd go to the bar and get one of those cocktails with a slushy. With really? two shots of tequila in oh, it. I never did that. I never did it was that. Just it was like, well, it's slurpy time. 
So oh how how are you with booze now, Danny? What's the story? Uh, yeah, I still drink uh, a few times a week. I uh, don't because the kids wake me up. Yeah. Uh, so do I, you still have the big ones, big nights? Yeah, yeah, about once a week. <laughs> I thought you said once still a week have you'll have kid. a once a week you'll have a massive. Once a week, I'll if I go to the footy or something. Uh, or, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. One thing that's really been good for mental health for both me and my wife is we both have. Allocated one 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 night of one morning a week we oh, get to sleep in. I want to talk about this. Yeah, we will. We, it'll be locked in that yep. you will sleep until you wake up, and the kids won't wake you up, and all of that. And that's usually the night before that. I'll go meet friends at a pub or whatever. Ah, right. So now, you know you have a sleep in. Yeah. Then, I, so the other person picks up the sleep. Well, like, that's right. Yeah, it's right, on early okay, shift. Yeah. Now I am fascinated by this because you've been doing this for a while and it works the whole life, the yep. whole life. And I've tried to do that, but like so, like, and because I don't drink any. Anymore. But is it is it like certain nights or is it delicate? So it's one one night a week or is That's it the right. same night? Is it always Saturday? No, it's not always the same because I, because I have gigs different times yeah. and my work is sporadic. So usually on uh, Mondays we get our diaries out and go, all right, which nights, which mornings you're sleeping this week. Uh, and then you work back from there because that's probably the most important. Thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like, and, and it's usually I get because of my work. I'll I'll say, well, I I have a thing this night, this night, this night. Like uh, tomorrow morning, my wife will be sleeping in, uh, which is a, a Saturday morning. Yeah, uh, and and so tonight we I think we have we have dinner plans, but then you know she'll I don't know what she might go out. She might uh, just have a wine on the couch i'm not sure and then yeah she i will get up when the kids wake up yeah right. then saturday night i'm hosting at european beer cafe so yep. i'll have a few beers after that because i've got the sleep in the next day yeah right. yeah totally and yeah. then because there was a period when i was still drinking that i would then time it with daycare so we wouldn't have that sleep in so i knew that thursday if i had a gig wherever it was at a comedy club gig i would get on it knowing that i would just have the two hours just to get to the kids there and i could sleep afterwards right but then i realized that's probably not good because when you're driving <laughs> Probably still yeah. drunk. Yeah, but even that two hours is just a yeah. I, but but knowing that you've got the break coming, that's yeah. what gets you through. Because if you were like, wait, because I've done you do it once and never again. When mm. you wake up with a hell of a hangover, oh, man. and you've got the kids all day till they sleep, you do it once and you never do. Oh it no, again. I've done it a few times. Oh, uh, no, but, but no, not on purpose. It'll be like uh, you know, I've got the sleep in, so I've gone out, had a few beers or whatever, and then I get the text from the wife at 11 going, I've got the flu or something yeah, like I feel right. sick. You yeah. have to do early and you go, oh, All yeah, right. of course, I'm not yeah. going to force her to get up. You're like rules are rules, lady. <laughs> <laughs> get in line. I'll say I'll, I'll be honest, I'll go, look, I'm I'm four pints deep. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be watching TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just be on the couch and we'll all watch Paw Patrol or whatever. Paul Patron, Bluey, mate. Ed Bluey as well. Yeah. We need to start yeah. uh, wrapping up. To finish up, though, just uh, tell us. So diet-wise, you don't do keto anymore? Oh, no, no, no. No, but I do. What, what? I did limit carbs just because I, I was amazed how good I looked after getting in shape for the doing the foot, right. doing the footy program, and my wife was very happy as well. Do you have, like, uh, <laughs> the way you have uh, f- sort of drinking kind of blowout nights? Do you do anything? What's your food vices? I'm mad for chips. Uh, chips, as in hot chips? Hot chips, potato chips. Anything potato-based is just the, the best thing in the world. It's my Irish heritage, possibly. Oh, yeah, of course. Mm. Uh, fish and chips is my favourite, uh, but also like charcoal chicken. and Fish and uh, chips is your favourite meat? Like if you could... Yeah. Yeah. Done really well, yeah. yeah. If you had you a last meal option, what would you choose? And and I knew it was going to be cooked perfectly. Yeah, it could be anything that would like a hypothetical. Hypothetical. Situation. Well, as long as it's done properly because it, God, my biggest fear it would be you, bad... you get your last meal and it's a rubbish palmer. So a palmer yeah. would be the, chicken, chicken good, palmer or fish and well. chips. Do you have a, be... do you have a go, go to spot for a good palmer here in uh, Melbourne? Oh, you are. Mine used to be the Leveson that was behind the Comics Lounge in oh, okay. uh, Melbourne. The yeah. Leveson, you'd do a great palmer, just a nice piece of chicken breast with yep. perfect cheese and ham. That's what you Fox want. Hotel. In, Fox Hotel, where's that? Uh, that's on Collingwood. Uh, yeah, Collingwood. So on the corner of Alexander Parade and mm. Wellington Street, I think it is. That's what about you, Danny uh, McGinley? What, what, what pops to mind when you think of a good Palmer? When I think of a good Palmer, the Rose Hotel is where oh, yes. I do a lot of drinking. And yeah, there's Palmer's. Watch the footy uh, there on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, it's mm. my favourite pub. Uh, it's yeah, they they do, they usually do a good Palmer, but they have a lot a high turnover of chefs. So so occasionally they get it wrong. Occasionally they get it wrong, and and then you know it's going to be rubbish for six months, and then uh, uh, and then they bring in the new chef. It's hard to fuck. Up a Palmer, it's it's easier oh, it's to fuck so up fish and chips. No, fish and chips. It's yeah. like it's amazing. I, I reckon for every five fish and chips you get, one of them's good. If you like, and do you know what's weird? More and more, 
chips are being uh, that's fucked up. Yeah, the fish is. There's so many around Fitzroy. Yeah, I'm naming names of areas. Um, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like whoa, he's going there. The uh, yeah, he well, said Fitzroy guys. Do you know what it is? It's it's these it's these bloody white people who who like they they say it preach, brother. <laughs> these white people who who just I don't know the trust fund babies or whatever, and they don't really have to work, so they open up a fucking cafe or something as a hobby and yep. they and they charge by the adjective and they go, no, this is the finest ingredient, fish and chippery. Fuck off. You yep. want to go in, you want someone who can't speak English and it just says, you know, and it's just fish and chips. It's not Old school. You know, hand cut, beer battered. No, it's just serve me fucking chips. You sound like you should get go to Pauline Hansen's <laughs> fish and chip shop. Sounds <laughs> no, like no, no, right no, no I don't want white people. No, you I want, want, I want Asians or Greeks. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. You put a white person in charge of a fish chip shop, they're going to fuck it up and charge me five bucks for a potato cake. No way, white people. Get out of there. Ladies, <laughs> that's, so that's the stand. That is if you ever run for, uh, for, for, for local council, that is your campaign. Yeah, I Asian. want Asians and Greeks. White people, What fuck about a fusion, uh, an Asian-Greek fusion? Oh, heaven. Like a fucking oh, yeah. sweet, sweet, oh, sweet chili souvlaki with Oh, no, no, don't fuck with paste. the yeah, no, yeah, I'm, yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm going to fuck with the classics. I mean, no, they can have that on the menu, but I'm not going to order it. Yeah. Ah, right. Okay, I just okay. give us good flake, solid chips, and also have a bottle of sauce if you give me those little fucking packets. Yes, of they're bad for the environment. Yeah, totally. You're yeah. killing dolphins. You hear yourselves? <laughs> killing dolphins. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, folks, please, uh, Danny McGinley, thank you so much for coming. We're not sure when this episode will come out, but That's let's okay. just get a, a hypothetical plug for whatever. Yeah, if, look, if it's still footy season, I do a, oh, a yeah. ABC podcast with uh, Limo and Tess Armstrong oh, called the, They Came to Play, where we just dissect the matches, uh, the rounds matches. Beautiful. And, yeah, you can see me on uh, Game Day. Game or day. My old Game Day uh, sketches are all on YouTube. So have Otherwise, DannyMcGinley.com yes, for uh, uh, most of your live touring. And yeah, and Danny.McGinley, Instagram, at Danny yeah. McGinley, Twitter, and, yeah, Facebook. Sweet. Thank you, Danny. Mine is uh, Derek J, and I'll probably, at this point, in Edinburgh, doing uh, my short cheat days at the Gilded Balloon. Come and check it out. Ben Lomas, we're a Fitbit pod, uh, and uh, on Twitter and Instagram, you are at Ben Lomas Comic. That's right. And, uh, again, uh, please uh, send your message through. Uh, we are really enjoying the iTunes reviews. We've got a whole bunch of them. Send your message through. And so yeah, send it through and write, write the podcast. Message. And as I said before, uh, people uh, just keep doing it. Share your favorite podcast. Uh, you know, that people don't have to start from the start. If you pick your favorite guest, uh, share it among others. But thank you very this much. It's been wonderful. Thank you. There's a lot of things that I like to always take out of a podcast. And this one, I reckon it's the one about the legs, knowing that yeah. oh, that's that's what I got into prior to. Work your legs, people. Work yeah. your legs. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dynamic. And back. Thank you, Dynamic <laughs> Have a good one. I will see you next week, guys. Bye.